Ladies and gentlemen, what's up? This is BC. Welcome back to another live, right? Um, I took a look at the analytics and it's funny, even though I have way more videos, uh, the lives are actually getting uh, even more views in the videos overall and watch time. I appreciate the support. I know it's been a struggle for me to get monetized again, bring everybody over to this platform. I'm still getting in touch with people daily who had no idea that I disappeared. They had no idea that I was the platform. They thought I just got off the internet. I mean, it's pretty insane when you think about this whole situation. Uh, but we'll be monetized soon. I'm getting, uh, recently I've had a lot of shorts blow up, such as the body language one, the negotiation one, like the wrong way to do something, the right way to do something, those types of things. Um, it's pretty cool because you know, a lot of that work is starting to finally bear some fruit, right? So let's get into this one. Today, I want to talk about skills, elite level skills. Now, this can apply to anything, right? It, it doesn't necessarily have to be one thing or two things or whatever it is. Um, also, if you're in the chat on YouTube, be sure to hit the like button on the way in that supports the channel tremendously. That's your payment thus far. And also, if you want to announce where you're from, what you do, right, that type of thing, that would be cool too on the recording or live skills okay i'm going to speak from my position which is sales communication however this is universally applicable you can apply it to whatever you want because the same kind of framework can be applied to anything all right so you look at being in a business and when you are a sole proprietor right meaning you run a business technically it's not a business because you don't employ people but you run your own operation right a real estate agent somebody who car detailer that just works by themselves right anything like that you're a sole proprietor you work by yourself okay now if you're in anything entrepreneurial where you are b2c business to consumer or even business to business right the lifeblood of your business is lead generation and the selling to those leads and the conversion right there's more pieces to business than that but that is the lifeblood of your business if you cannot effectively bring in leads consistently and convert them you have no business, you have no income, you have no sales, you have no nothing, okay? Because just operating a business, just operating a business costs money. Just to have your doors open costs money. Imagine if you're retail, right? You have a store, you're paying rent, right? You have to have inventory, that's a cost. Me being in real estate as an agent and operating, I had to do the courses, I had to pay the yearly fee to the board and the MLS, right? There's a lot of upfront costs some businesses more than others but you understand the point just to have your lights on and say i'm a business and i'm open costs money okay we'll keep it at that that way people have a better understanding of this thing now you're open you're operating we get to the point now where now you go out there you aren't the only person that does what you do there's other people meaning now healthy competition that's our society right and competition breeds better results and more choices and options and a higher threshold of standard in the marketplace for the customer because when we're forced to compete it forces you to step your game up which is a good thing right it's a good thing especially for the consumer as a business owner we'll gripe about it because you have competition but that's the nature of it baby you got to deal with it this game was created long before we were here i was talking about this the other day now we have competition so skills in this particular category that I'm talking about is what allows you to rise to the top. 
make more sales, convert more customers, generate more leads, make more money, reinvest back into your business, then create later such a big gap between you and your competition that you cannot be stopped. Coca-Cola, Pepsi, these companies will always be here barring a catastrophe because they're so much bigger. They have a big market share. They have so much money. They can just out market everybody and use those dollars from all those sales to stay in front of everybody and be the king or kings of their particular sector, right? Because that's how it works. But if you're building from the ground up like I did, skills pay the bills. And when we're talking sales and marketing, that's straight up communication. The more you know about communication, marketing becomes easy and selling becomes easier than leading a company, right? Being a leader is a separate skill set, but have, being a high-level communicator and salesperson breeds and builds into that. And it breeds leadership. You cannot be a great leader if you suck at communicating. You cannot be a great salesperson if you suck at communicating. Now, we all start there, just like I did. I'm not some born communicator. I worked my ass off to get to this position. And now I've, I've spoken in front of thousands of people with some of the guys from Million Dollar Listing, you know, New York and LA. I've, I've done tours with influencers. And this is a long time ago, five, six, seven years ago, not even recently. I've done that. But I earned that position with my ability to de deliver a message to the audience and make it impactful and make it emotionally responsive, get people to get up and take action, get the customer to sign the contract. That's what I do. And that's what I teach at a high level. If there's one thing you can come to me if you want to be a student and get on my coaching or anything that I offer, like the challenge that I'm doing in December in the description, the Agagi, Distinguished Agent, Limitless, is I will give you a skill set and you will learn things with me that you're not going to learn anywhere else or potentially with very few people because of the study and the experience that I have as a salesperson and higher level communicator, the experience, the results, the accolades, and the recognition from my peers. Okay, there's other things I can teach you too, but let's rest it on that one for this point. So skills pay the bills. So if you look at my industry or anybody who's marketing a product and selling, when we, when we mean skills, number one, let's break it down into multiple pieces. This isn't all of them, but these are some. Getting people's attention. Wearing this suit gets attention. Now, I love it anyway, whether it gets attention or not. But the fact that I'm wearing something like this, and this is an example of a coat that I would wear going door to door. You think someone's going to see this on me when I go door to door and think that I'm a religious person or selling solar or something like that? No, they're going to open the door out of sheer morbid curiosity probably and be like, who the hell is this dude in that nice red sports coat? And that's all I need. What did I do? Bingo. I got a potential customer's attention. And I, I've had that where they open the door. They're like, wait, we know you're not a salesperson. What the hell? Like, who are you? Bingo. And that's all I need. The first thing is getting people's attention. And in today's day and world, again, if, you, if your dollar is long, you can put ads and stay in front of people 24-7. Right? You can out market share people with the money. If you don't have the money, though, you need skills and you need an understanding of how to get people's attention from the point of marketing, communication, human psychology, what works and what doesn't. Bold gets attention. When you go outside, like in my neighborhood, right? There's a peacock. There's two peacocks that are always in my neighborhood. And I think a lot of the animals congregate around my house because I must have some euphoric energy to them. I don't know what it is, but the chickens, the cats, the lizards, the peacocks, everybody comes to hang out. The birds, it, it's crazy. I have a zoo here at my house. But when you see a peacock, especially when it puts its feathers out, 
you can't deny that that's beautiful and bold and it garners attention. The cars will drive by my house and stop and they'll take pictures of the peacock. I mean, it's a thing to marvel. If you guys follow me on Instagram, you would see me share it on my stories where the peacock's in my front yard showing his feathers to me in the house. It's crazy, right? But it's a beautiful thing. You see, he stands out compared to the average animal. There's no denying the peacock, which is why in social dynamics, when you dress up, they would say an element to get attention is called peacocking. That's where that term comes from, the actual peacock, right? It's big, it's bold, and it's in your face, and you're going to notice it. Right? So from a marketing communication standpoint, that's one way you get attention is by being bold, standing out from the crowd, being unique. Whether in your delivery, the way you look, how you dress, right? anything, your brand, the name, the logo, whatever, whatever it is. There's many elements in that, but you have to effectively get people's attention. But we live in a society now where people say, well, you know, I'm an introvert or I don't want to do that. No one gives a shit if you want to do it or not. You're going to play the game correctly. Because this is the deal, guys. Communication has its own rules. Communication is always in context. You have to remember that, right? But it has its own set of rules. You can't decide, I want to do this or not want to do it. You're either going to do what's effective and works or you're not. That's the beauty of this game. It's that simple. It's that clear. It's that brutal. You're either going to get with the program or you're not. You're not going to do it your fucking way. And I want to drill that into people because that, that's the way society is going. Well, that's not my truth. Fuck your truth, dude. I don't care if you don't think the sky is blue. The sky is blue, bro. I don't care what you have to say about it. Like we, we need to start being real about shit. So when it comes to this communication stuff, nobody wants to hear your story or your excuse. Learn the technology. Learn the skill. Because it doesn't matter what you think or where you come from. The skill is the skill. And, and believe me, I've helped people from all walks of life, people who don't even speak English, people nationally, internationally, my students come from every walk of life everywhere in the world under every label that you think that you can think of, that you can imagine. Men, women, right? All over the place. Africa, Europe, Australia, United States, Canada. And I've taught them these things and it works. But see, they got with the program and said, I will study this and apply it. They didn't question it or want to do it their way. So are you going to do what it takes to get attention or not? It's the same thing if I type in all capitals, it gets attention. Right? If I put an emoji in the title like I did here with the eyes, elite level skills pay the bills with the eyeballs, right? That gets attention. Colors get attention. All these things get attention, okay? That's point number one. Number two is now that you have their attention, what are you going to do? Because you have a few seconds there to begin a conversation or interaction, again, via email, in person, at the door, on the phone, before you hit the hook point, which is the next one. But what are you going to do in that beginning portion? You have many factors at play here to be an elite level salesman. And one of the first things that people miss is when they think sales, they think of the classic, when you call, you have to be super enthusiastic. And, and that's great. You want to be enthusiastic because enthusiasm denotes that you're winning because the people who walk around with a smile on their face are either on drugs or crazy or they're winning in life. We know this because the average person is not. So generally speaking, that's good. You want to be cheerful. However, to be high level and connect with people, one of the keys is this, write this down. You have to meet people where they're at. If I call somebody or interact with somebody in person, either one, 
who's upset and their energy is up and they may be a little bit of angry, I have to match that with them. I have to bring in that same intensity when I connect with them. I remember getting called, like calling people, and, oh my God, and people were complaining. I'm like, oh man, you got to be kidding me, really? That was my response at their level. And they're like, yeah, and they got into it. And then we kept talking. Really? I can't, really? I can't believe that that would happen, man. And then they would keep responding because I meet them where they're at. Now you have to be able to be nimble and on your toes to do that quickly. That, that, that's why you need to be trained and it takes a lot of practice, but you meet people where they're at. It's no different than if I meet somebody who's talking like this, I'm going to say, oh, really? Yeah. What's going on? Please tell me more about that. I can't come in like, hey, what's up? No, dude. Imagine walking into a funeral enthusiastically. You're not meeting them where they're at. You're violating the social environment. On the one-on-one, -on -one, you're violating the social vibe. Go to a club where everybody's upbeat and dancing. You can't come in monotone. They'll kick you out. Nobody's going to pay attention to you. You're killing the vibe, dude. You have to meet people where they're at. And that is a subconscious trigger, not a conscious trigger. Conscious is words, right? What occupies a conscious mind, what you're saying, the phrases. That's important. But practically insignificant compared to the subconscious subliminal communication that's going on in those interactions. It's more important how you're standing relative to them than the words that you're saying. I'll repeat that. It's more important how you're standing in your body language in comparison to the words that you're saying. And a lot, that blows people's minds. Even though you know the classic cliche thing, words are only 7% of your communication. Well, that's true. If I'm not standing, like imagine this, I say the right words, but I approach you to talk to you and I'm all up in your grill. I'm way too close. Like you're the mic and I'm right here. At that point, you don't give a shit what I have to say because you're going to step back and I violated your space. I broke the cardinal rule of the, the space, the personal bubble. I violated a body language principle. Subconsciously, you will reject me and not want to talk to me. It doesn't matter if I woo you with my words or anything else. That's the simplest example I can give you. But what are we doing correctly? Compare your body language at home right now, chilling or wherever you are, if you're chilling, to when you're out. And you'll notice when you're out, you cross your arms, your hands are in your pockets, you're more closed off, you hold your drinks here, right? Like you're holding it hostage. You guys will go around with your little beer like this, covering your boobs. Because you're not comfortable. But at home, you won't do that. You don't walk around with your drink like this at home. You don't put your hands in your pockets like that at home. You don't sit all hunched over or not make eye contact with people. You're comfortable at home, you see? But we're violating these body language principles and we're unaware of them. That's infinitely more important. Now, again, because we're rolling along here, the hook point. The hook point is when now the communication is established, you're in rapport, it's comfortable, and they will continue to listen to you and have the interaction. They've hit the point where now they've accepted this interaction and they'll move forward. This is where you need transitionary phases, right? Uh, and phrases, phases and phrases. This is where you need to make sure that you have the right questions to ask to lead the conversation towards an amicable result right? You getting their phone number, them expressing interest. Basically, this is where you start qualifying people to see if they would be okay with your offer or if they're actually interested. Because if you don't get to the hook point, you're not getting genuine responses from people. They'll just blow you off. I'm not interested, blah, blah, blah. Once you get in a conversation, then if they say they're not interested after you're in rapport and that hook point has been established, now you know you're getting a sincere response. You see, this is the difference. This is why the cold calling or the general, hey, are you interested in this? No. Hey, you're interested in this? No. 
that doesn't work. That's better than nothing, right? That's better than nothing, but it's only effective up till a certain point because you're not getting genuine responses from people. How do I know this? Again, from experience. I would talk to people who said they're not interested, keep talking to them. A minute or two later, they're telling me they're interested. And I'm like, what the fuck? They just told me. But I realized they were rejecting me subconsciously because we hadn't hit the hook point yet and they weren't in rapport with me and they weren't giving me, he, genuine answers. Because they haven't decided in that moment yet if they're going to accept the conversation and talk to you. Now, I'm giving you guys free game here in regards to communication and a basic structure that any of you can use. You open conversations and do all that with neutral, use neutral things and neutral questions instead of just direct questions because that can be off-putting and it's a lot more difficult if you don't have skill to recover, right? But when you get to that hook point, right, and you have your questions, this is where a script or having a dialogue is key because now you have to immediately continue talking, building rapport through your questions, but qualifying all at the same time. And remember, think of rapport as unconscious, meaning subconscious, not conscious. It's not going to be with questions or, or words. It's going to be with matching their, their, their body language, matching the volume of their speech, where they're at emotionally, right? Those things are infinitely more important. Their emotional state, how they're feeling, their breathing. You can even do it to that point, right? That builds infinitely more rapport than anything conscious like hands down. That though takes a lot of time, practice and coaching and direction to develop that at a high level. Okay. So let's continue on. You hit the hook point, you're qualifying now. Now you need to have a good set of qualifying questions. Okay. Because when you do that, you keep your conversation short to the point and you're not wasting anybody's time. And if somebody's interested now, you set up a meeting or you close them. If they're interested in the future, you gather their information and then you put them in your system and you continue to follow up while every single day you continue to communicate with new people and you capture new contacts and leads every single working day. If you're not generating leads, if you're not generating leads, your business, your sign says closed, especially if you're a one-man show and you have to remember that. Okay. So when we say elite level skills, I'm talking about if I create simulations for you, meaning mock customers, you can close anybody who's closable. You want to get to that point. And that needs to be the, the thing. Anybody who's interested and willing, I will close them. I will get them to sign. I will get them to buy. I will get them to commit. Can you do that? If you go meet 10 people who are ready to go, can you close eight or nine of them? 99% of people can't. And most people that say they can are full of shit. Because I test them and they fail almost every time. But they told me, no, I can close eight or nine out of 10. Then how come your business sucks? That doesn't make any sense. That's elite. Eight or nine out of 10, 80, 90% closing rate. Can you do that? And if you can't, what are you doing to get there? Because elite level skills require elite level application, action, and study and studiousness from you as a person. You're not going to get to eight or nine out of 10 passively studying, watching a couple videos and twiddling your fucking thumbs. You got to be tackling the market every day and then being a great master student. You want to be a teacher later? You, you want to sit at the top? You are gonna have to be a master student and learn from the best. If you want to have skills in whatever it is, acting, martial arts, sports, sales, communication, public speaking, because that's what it takes. Now, are you ready to dedicate your life to that and sacrifice a lot of other stuff? Because that's a serious question. People aren't willing to do it. You can't have it all, y'all. 
You can't be the greatest at everything. You can be great at one thing. Right? The great athlete who's great at baseball or football or whatever, the great actor, they're not, you don't have the great athlete, the great actor, the great this, the great that, the great that, right? It's like the top one or 5% in everything. We can't do that. You have to sacrifice to be great at something. Are you willing to do that to achieve that skill for you? For me, for communication and sales, absolutely I was. I'll, I'll, I sacrificed a lot and I continue to, to keep rising up the ranks of that. I'm willing to do it. Now, if you're not, that's fine. But pick the thing that you are willing to sacrifice for because you're going to sacrifice for something if you want to be great at it, if you want to be world-renowned, right? Top of the top, top 1% or 5%. You want to be paid handsomely, right? It's going to require sacrifice, ladies and gentlemen, period, point blank. You can't have it without that. You can continue to look for the easy way out or, or, oh, well, no, that's a bunch of bullshit. I don't believe that. That's fine, but that's fucking reality whether you believe it or not. The sun is going to rise and, and, and set whether you believe it or not. The birds are going to chirp. Life is going to go on whether you believe these things or not. And if you're not willing to sacrifice for it, cool. Then be okay, average or above average or kind of in the range where everybody else is. Like, you know, that bell curve, right? You'll be, you know, kind of in the middle with everybody else. And, and, and that's cool if that's what you want. But then again, in the same breath, we can't say we want to be elite or the best and then not be willing to put in the work to get there. And when I say skills pay the bills is especially moving forward in this economy and in this market where it's going to get tougher for people, only the elite are guaranteeing a paycheck and to get paid. I'll repeat that. Only the elite will rise to the top and have guaranteed income, right? Cash flow, passive residual income, and all the stuff that people dream about. It's not okay to be above average anymore. You have to be elite. You have to be great if you want that type of security, financial prowess, wealth, recognition, reputation, brand power, whatever it is. You're going to have to become elite and do whatever it takes to get there in your respective category. And then be relentless in your pursuit of it. And along the way, deal with all the bullshit that comes with it. Because when you sacrifice for stuff, the outside pressure starts mounting. People, right? Opinions, right? Maybe your own psyche starts attacking you because, again, you're transforming and you're becoming somebody different, right? You're establishing a new pattern. You have new friends. You got rid of old ones, new environment, right? New uh, habits, new thought patterns, new beliefs and philosophies that govern you. It's, it's not easy. It's simple, but it's not easy. And that transformation process is brutal. That's why people aren't willing to go through it. The, like when they shatter their current reality and they have to adopt a new one, the old you has to die to bring in the new, right? The sun has to set before it rises. There's darkness before light. And a lot of people just aren't willing to go through it. And that decision has to be made, right? And when you go through this process on your own, this is why you guys need help and coaches and stuff, because then you can have conversations that you're not going to have with the everyday person. This is why I love having the programs that I have and, and having the students is they can approach me and we can have very real and serious conversation about their lives, their situations, what they're doing, what they're not doing. Right. But they've earned that position. I'm not going to do that with the average Joe. I don't have time, nor do I have interest. Because they haven't shown me that they're dedicated enough. Right. To so the people that step up and show the right we can say aptitude, 
potential dedication to their craft, we'll step up and we'll help them. Not for everybody that raises their hand. Right? Just like somebody comes on the show and asks me a question, I'm not going to give them a one-hour private session on live. I might give them a couple things, and here you go. That'll help you. Right? Just like with me. I wasn't given handouts when I started. I remember even showing up to my office, my real estate office in the beginning. Nobody paid attention to me. I'm sure they'd seen it a million times. Here's another kid talking shit. He's here early. Let's see if he lasts more than a couple of weeks. But after a couple of months, then they started saying hi to me. Right. Then six months in now, maybe I'm having lunch with them or they're giving me a minute of their time, but I have to invite them and I have to pay for lunch. Right. And this is at a time when I'm fucking broke and they're all fucking making 300, 400, 500 K a year or more. But just to get 10 minutes of their time. It took that long to earn it. Because I had to I had to show what I was made of. I had to demonstrate, hey, I'm not just here for a week or two. I'm here for the fucking long haul. And people just nowadays are not willing to do that. You think it was cool packing it up and hanging up my sneakers as an athlete to then showing up to an office wearing a suit, which I had never really done before, making cold calls, which I had never done before, selling, learning all this shit? No. But I had to make the sacrifices to get to where I had to go. Because a lot of people ask me, why did you choose this profession too? You know why? Because in my mind, I, I envied at that time the people who were great speakers and who had that type of um, effect on people. Because I could see myself doing it. I just didn't have the skill set. And I really wanted that bad. There was a couple of things I wanted really bad in the beginning. It was to make money because I never really had money like that. Even though I was playing basketball, I was making money, but I was being stupid with it. Right? Like I blew all my money overseas, like on dumb shit. Right? Because I was a fucking stupid, immature kid who didn't study and who wasn't taught the right things, nor as an adult did I take responsibility to learn them. But I wanted financial, not only literacy, but independence from the world to give them a middle finger and say, I make so much money, you can't tell me shit. I want the cars. I want it all. I really wanted it, like in the depths of my soul. And another one is I wanted to be a high-level communicator. I wanted to be a high-level communicator to speak in front of people, to be able to speak to a crowd and impact them with my words. That, that was a deep-burning desire for me as well as the money. And all these things will change. But I identified with that. Later on, it became legacy and all this other stuff, right? But those were my two ones. And the third one, kind of a chip on my shoulder to tell everybody to fuck off because everybody doubted me in basketball and they doubted me in this new endeavor. Those were the three. The chip on the shoulder was the least of the three, but those were the two main ones. I wanted to be a fantastic communicator and speaker and woo people with my words. And I wanted to make a shitload of money to where I could you know, take a picture in a bathtub covered in money and just throw it around. Those were my two burning desires when I started. And then a lot of sacrifices were made to get there. And I kept going every day, waking up, identifying with those things. Hey, I'm getting my ass kicked right now, making phone calls and going door to door. But this is the price that I got to pay to become a great speaker and make money. Let's fucking do it. That's why I woke up every day early and went to sleep late. Because I knew every day that I was doing that, I was one step closer to where I wanted to get. And in that process, I became elite with my skills and results. It wasn't to be elite and wear that title. It was what I wanted to do, the reasons, the purpose, whatever the fuck you want to call it, was so deeply ingrained in a burning desire for me that I went and I kept that in front of me 24 7. 
I had pictures all over the place on my wall and my coat pocket to remind me, right? The background on my phone of why I was doing this shit. And it hit my sensory inputs all the time. I was journaling that shit. I was seeing it on the wall, right? In the vanity mirror in my car, in the mirror in the bathroom, on the background of my phone. I was obsessed about what I wanted to achieve. And it had nothing to do with anybody else. It had everything to do with me and my desires as a man on this earth going after something that he deems worthy. That's all you need to do. Who gives a shit what other people think? What I think is worthy of my future and my efforts is worthy. Fuck what anybody else thinks. And I've heard it all, which I'm going to cover on the next episode tomorrow because you will deal with a lot of shit in that process. But as long as it's dear to me and I fight for it every day, that's all that matters because I'm going after it relentlessly with no apology to be that great speaker and make a shitload of money. You know, I don't talk about this a lot, but for years, I've been in the top 1% earners. Top 1%. That's typically people who are like in their late 40s and 50s. I did that by my mid-30s. I don't flaunt my shit, but I'm a top 1% earner. I can sit at the table with them. I can break bread with them. I can spend money like that if I want. I don't, but I can. And that gives me access to people and things and experiences that other people can't. But I work my ass off to get there, dude. Just because you see me living you know, in a normal house and all that shit, don't get it twisted, man. It's the same thing with the skills. A lot of people think, oh, he does YouTube and all that. Put me on stage, motherfucker, with some of the favorite people that you follow. Guarantee you my speech is going to be better than theirs. Let the people vote like they always do when I go to these events. And almost always, if not always, my speech is always rated at the top. I'm not just talking shit. That's what happens because they give me the surveys or they, man, your speech was great. We need to have you again. Let's already book you for next year. Wow. Everyone said your speech was the best. But this is what I do now, dude. And I work my ass off to achieve that. But see, remember, 10, 11, 12 years ago, I told you I envisioned that and I wanted it. Now I've achieved it. But it started with that. It started with the direction of my mind, my thoughts, my ideas, my desires. This is what I want. And I fought every day to get there because I knew this day today, I could see it 10 years ago and I knew eventually it would come. And in that process, you become elite because by doing that simple path that I just gave you, no, like 1% of people will do that and see it all the way through. Remember, I've been giving away all my game on YouTube for years. Nobody fucking follows the protocol. Or if they do, they always drop off. They'll follow it for a week, two weeks, a month, and then they drop off. They didn't do it for years and years and years like I did, which is why they don't get the same results. It's that simple. When I tell people to follow what I did line by line, they never do it. They pick and choose. They do it inconsistently. They want to do it their way. And that's why they don't replicate the same results. And that's fine. And then the excuses and all the other bullshit comes out. You see, but, but this is the real, man. And this is why the people around me, especially the closer students, appreciate it because there's no fluff or bullshit with me. The thing that needs to be called out gets called out. The real advice is given. Hey, do this, do that. Like we had a lecture last night with distinguished agents, right? And just giving them, okay, what are you doing for 2024? Okay, do this, do this. Post it in the group. You have 24 hours to do that. I run that shit like militaristic. That's why the new thing I released, I call it the Agagi, which is a lot of accountability for that reason. We're you're going to be held to a higher standard, dude. But the same standard I held myself to, I will hold them to. 
And that's why the videos and the testimonials come in every day. Oh man, this has really helped me and changed me. Exactly, dude, because it did the same thing for me. And now I can give it to you. You see? But just like I dedicated myself to it, you have to dedicate yourself to it. Right? And this is the energy that has to carry in everything you do. That's why I love when people, oh man, you're too intense or you must be on drugs. Go fuck yourself, man. No. I just... I bring so much that it pisses you off because you can't do this. You don't have the same energy or confidence that I work for. Of course, it would make you feel insecure, dude, because you sit at home all day bullshitting. I only get hate from the trolls, man. As crazy as y'all think I am, my peers respect me, whether they fuck with me on a personal level or not. They respect me. And a lot of people that y'all probably follow that you think don't know me, know about me and hit me up. They just won't mention my name. And there's a lot of shit going on behind the scenes, but what you don't see is what you don't see. But best believe I'm putting in the work and doing what I need to do every single fucking day and making the moves that I need to make. It wasn't sexy to sell all my cars and put that money into real estate because nobody saw it, right? I've done four real estate transactions in the two years that I've been here in Miami. I bought a bunch of property, Airbnb'd it, bought another one, sold it, bought my personal residence, sold it, right? Made a lot of profit. It's been, it's been amazing. It really has. That's not sexy. It would have been sexier. To, oh, I bought another Lamborghini and did all this shit. Fuck all that, dude. I don't care. That would just be for attention. I'm making moves out here. But I dreamt of this shit a long time ago. Seeing in my bank accounts that I have hundreds of thousands of dollars sitting there, I would take screenshots like, man, this is surreal. Even sending it to my parents. I'm like, do you guys ever think I would be doing this? They're like, hell no. Because I remember taking those guys out to lunch when I was new and, and sweating bullets when I paid for the bill because I didn't know I had enough money on my debit card for it to go through. I remember those moments. And I remember telling myself, never fucking again will I be here. Never again will I be in this position. I'll appreciate this position that I'm in now for sure because we all start somewhere. But I will never be here again. Which is why now I can go to a club or a restaurant and run up a bill of a thousand, two thousand bucks and spend it and not even think twice about it because of the, the, the position I put myself in. You see, but I dreamt of that shit and I knew it would happen and then I worked until I created it, period. That's the formula. That's the beauty of being a human being is you can create all these things, these phones, the internet, all that shit. Its inception was in a human mind and then it was created and it was actualized through real world action practical application to create that thing and not stopping until it was done. That's the same thing you need to do. They didn't give a shit about anything else. They sacrificed everything for that one goal that they had in mind. Okay. So that's it for this one. Y'all check out the links in the description, the communication challenge, the Agagi distinguished agent, all the shit we offer is there. Appreciate you coming on for another, um, broadcast. Make sure you leave a like on the YouTube video, leave a comment as well. Uh, share it, right. Support the, the channel until we're monetized. Peace out.